0: This. 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 This is is Mythical. Before we get into this, we wanna let you know that this week's Ear Biscuit is supported by Stitch
1: Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. And listen, you know, I'm a big man. I have a big body that is difficult to fit, but it's not just big, it's also I don't know. I think I've got odd shaping. <laughs> I well, I didn't want to say it. Right, but. I think that like I think that like the length of my torso related to like the overall length of my body. I think we're in like um, off the spectrum kind of territory. That's why I do very, not like shopping. It makes get me very so angry, frustrated. I, I mean, I get frustrated shopping.
0: I wish I had this as a kid because my mom would drag me. Your mom was your stitch fix. My mom fixed my stitch. Sue, Fix. I'll try this on. You know, I'd have to go in with piles of clothes, come out, and she just she give me the thumbs up, the thumbs down. Sue Stitch, like like
1: Gladiator. Sue Stitch. Sue can become a competitor to Stitch Fix. <laughs> well, it, it'll be <laughs> well, an we'll art. will have a it'll, conflict it'll, of interest. It, no, at that it'll, point. it'll it'll be artificial. It'll all be just staged to increase business for Stitch Fix. Okay, Ear Biscuitier, just go to stitchfix.com/ear
0: and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you wanna spend on each item.
1: You will then be paired with your very own personal stylist, that's fancy, who will handpick five items to send right to your door, and then when you try them on, you only pay for what you love, and you return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. My
0: mom wouldn't even return stuff for me. She'd be like, well, we agreed on it when we were there. And she
1: just made you wear it. To school or made the dog wear it, made Tucker wear it. Tucker didn't wear clothes, man. Well, I'm just trying to make a great story.
0: We also didn't allow Tucker in the house. It's like, <laughs> those two things kinda go hand in hand, right. you know? okay. You, know, you, you ever seen a backyard dog clothes? With a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad picture. There is no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix
1: whenever you want. Oh, I get it, because like Stitch, Stitch Fix. Exactly. And you can get your fix. They did it. I understand mm-hmm. now. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash
0: ear and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash ear to get started today. stitchfix.com slash ear. Not easy to say, but easy to do. Now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, man, we are going to tackle a deep, dark issue. (laughs) We're gonna seek to answer the question or at least explore it in detail with a scope-like device of conversation. That question is, are farts actually funny? Are they actually funny?
1: Um I, and you know I I want this I'm to gonna be I'm going to start echoing. I think we should do that because I've heard that Repetition. in order for people to remember things you have to say it multiple times. Right, so from think, now on I don't think anybody needs to remember that our farts actually are funny. farts actually funny. And
0: so, I you know I don't I don't want to just be a bunch of like two school kids being yeah, bunch. Being be idiots.
1: I want. I want to be sophisticated about that. I, I mean, this well, is. I've got historical data. I have. I, I've got information about the first joke ever recorded. I've got information about the attitude, historical attitudes towards farts in media. I'm going to blow your farting mind. And I have a lot of experience <laughs> with farting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the average person farts 14 times a day. And everyone will deny that it is that many. You said what? 10 to 20? 14. Well, 10 to 20 is. I yeah. read 10 to 20. Yeah. 14 is, you know, is an average. I think I probably farted 14 times just today when we were talking a little bit about farts earlier. Oh. Well, a wise man once said, uh,
0: laughter is like farting from your mouth. Yeah. That was you, Link. You're a wise man. <laughs> a wise man once quoted himself in the third person. Uh, saying something about farts.
1: <laughs> did you know, did you really, actually, did you notice that as we were talking about this and kind of, and, and looking at the research that we were standing in our in our office. Yes. And there was multiple audible farts. Coming from you. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> no. I, none from me. None actually. from you today, maybe. But I was just getting into the spirit of this whole thing, you know? Then I started realizing that it's typical that that's how it is in our office when no one else is in our office is that there's open it's an open farting policy I want to get back to this okay so <laughs> I don't want to
0: get into it right now because I'm glad that you admitted that you have you have an issue
1: an issue I well, wanted no. to explore it I and had you, the, you don't think
0: it's an issue I had the vegan
1: so you think it's funny. bowl from grain lab or whatever it was when there the was a, sun keen dried broccoli
0: all right so we're gonna get into uh, farting, but it's gonna be sophisticated, it's gonna be adult, and it's gonna be.
1: Um, you just made the word adult gonna, sound. It's gonna be life changing. <laughs> that it was, I don't know what it was. It just made me think more about farts. Uh, okay, but I do, I, I have to, to say that um, I'm gonna have trouble, I'm having trouble turning, I'm doing the Batman thing that I have to do sometimes. When the Batman I, swivel where the shoulders turn with the, the nose? Yeah, because I, uh, earlier today when I was at the gym getting my pump on. Um, it's not a thing I, what I hurt you just my, said. It's uh, not how it said. <laughs> I hurt my upper back. Now as you know Upper back. I've got lower back issues that I that I've dealt with on and off And I have a recurring upper back. Like everybody, I assume. Like I know you've got like your shoulder thing, and you kind of know when it's about to happen, and you know when it's happened, and it's very specific, and it's in a certain place, and And, the pain radiates in exactly the same way every time.
0: Well, just just as a side note, for those of you who don't know, um, my shoulder.
1: There's an ant in my cup.
0: Will pop out of socket and then pop right back in. It's like the ligaments got. Do you get it? There it is. There. All right, he's flinging it on the floor, and now he's drinking a big gulp of the drink without the end. Okay, good. No residue. Uh, ever since attempting to bench press as a as a middle schooler, my my right shoulder would just pop out and pop back in. But anyway, very so disconcerting. Yeah, and I yeah, now I have I have issues from how I slept on it.
1: Um, but I've that. actually in, in in trying to take care of my body and you know, watch what I'm eating and doing the Pilates and now I'm going to this, I, I've been going to the gym and meeting with this uh, personal trainer who's mm-hmm. like tr- focusing on like my back health and posture and things. Um, Wealth and knowledge, those personal trainers. I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't had the upper back issue in quite some time. It's something that would happen even in college. I remember the first time it really happened and I thought that I was at, down for the count was when we were watching UFC. We got into watching UFC in college, and we would watch it, and then we would wrestle. And other, <laughs> and other guys in the dorm room would come in, and there would be like other people would sometimes join in on it. It was very strange. Now that I think about it, but I was trying to guillotine you, like guillotine, I was, tr- like a headlock, I, almost like a suplex kind of thing. But we never really did any real moves. It was just like kind of like grappling, you know, like sparring. But in putting in pulling up. I felt this little snap right in between my shoulder blades just to the right of my spine and that was when I thought that I wasn't gonna be able to make it to class the next day oh. because it hurt so bad. It's not nearly that bad, but I was not doing a pull up. I was doing something short of a pull up. So you're saying that's when your upper back injury originated? I've had the upper and the lower back since like oh. high school, college. Oh, I didn't know you I didn't know you had an upper back thing, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's a sharp pain. Anyway, and then when I get it, turning both ways Causes this really sharp pain in the middle, which is much better because I've been like, you see me massaging myself all day. Uh, you didn't offer to help, by nope. the way. Somebody's gotta. I've been do sitting it. here massaging myself. Um, but I um, I was doing a pull up, but not a pull up. It's just the exercise was just jump up and hold yourself up like you're doing a pull up, mm-hmm. and hold it for five seconds and let yourself down gently, and a, then like like the, a reverse chin up. The, the third chin down. The third one. Felt the snap, and Ooh. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Thanos. And then I'm like, I'm like an old man at that point, and I'm like, I don't know what else I can do. Oh, was the per- trainer there? Yeah. And um, and then I'm like, also my knees kind of hurting, and my lower back was already hurting from <laughs> from <laughs> from Dang. earlier. And I was just like, I think I should just quit today. And did you? Well, she ended up like giving me some modified things just to fill the time and. She had to make that I, money. I ended up being. She's like, I know you're you're
0: decrepit and you're falling apart here, but I gotta get that money.
1: Ultimately, what I'm saying is if you see me touching myself during this podcast, it's just because I'm trying to comfort my own spine and I'm gonna be fine. Don't worry about me, your, your sympathy is appreciated. Uh, but when I turn to you like this, I, I might use the swivel in the chair and it's just because this hurts more than normal.
0: I don't mean to look at you with a blank, Unempathetic stare, but that's that's I just can't conjure up anything else right now. I think I think somehow this is you deserved this. And do you, do you I know didn't, I didn't,
1: didn't want to say that out loud, but you know what would be a great superpower? A great superpower would be able to snap your fingers and make someone else feel exactly what you're feeling. <laughs> and oh, so I could be like, and then you'd be like, and then I, and that's oh, that's I'll, I'm gonna take it back now. Well, It'd be speaking of Thanos, perfect I mean, empathy. We'd be like a the, USB port.
0: The, there is the, the, I mean, like the empath superhero in Guardians, but she can feel your pain. She can't make you feel her pain. That's pretty self-centered.
1: You keep saying Thanos.
0: I said I said Thanos earlier, and then I said speaking of Thanos later. Oh, oh. I'm talking. I'm talking in the in the Marvel
1: universe. In what in uh, what is what is that superhero's name? Uh, she's the one with the antenna and the big eyes. Oh, and the weird, uh, bald head thing. Oh no! The, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Part of the crew. She's like pink. Yeah. Ish. Yeah.
0: She was on Thanos' head, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Thanos? I spoke of him. You a keep speaking of, of, of Thanos.
0: <laughs> the snap. You said the snap earlier. Oh, I get it. I I'm just I am really sore myself. Oh, uh, really. But I have not sustained an injury because. In in my, my gym experience yesterday morning, I had to do some pull ups. Oh, real pull ups. Oh my gosh. Man, if you haven't done pull ups, if you want to get sore, do a do a bunch of pull ups having not done pull ups for like a couple of years. And it it'll just ransack you, man. Like everything underneath my armpits is just like a just a just a tender place of emotion. It's like just Poke anywhere and I'm I'm liable just to start crying, man. But something feels good about it. Like you were talking about last week you were talking about I can't walk because they had me doing one
1: legged squats. Yeah, it was awful. I, I, mean, had ju- I had just recovered. That's the thing. I but told- did
0: you like it? Didn't you did you like was there an aspect of liking the soreness? Like I, I can actually I actually feel like I have some muscles I, because I'm I sore. I like
1: soreness in general, but it was it was extreme, it was like I couldn't go upstairs, it was that bad, and it was that bad for like, I mean I did go upstairs, but I had to really use the arm rails. Um it was like three or four days, and I'd finally gotten over it, and then I freaking injured myself. You gotta watch it, man. You gotta, gotta be more it. careful. Do you <laughs> let any farts out? Like when you're
0: straining so much to like do a pull up or do some of that Pilates that you do, I mean to get back to the farts, to just start to, mm. Start to
1: wet our appetite for the. Oh, please don't use farts and then wet right after it. There it was an H in there. I think it's wet. Um, you, no, I actually th- I, I think you about don't it. Wet qu- an appetite. You I, wet it. I actually think about it quite often. You're um, holding them in. Oh yeah, and the morning time. That's like prime time, man. That's like deflation time. <laughs> That's like you're like equalizing like a scuba diver for the first like two or three hours that you're awake. At least if you're me, maybe it's just because I'm six foot seven. Do you eat something before you go in
0: to the gym? Because I think mm-hmm. I, I actually don't have a fart problem usually. I have a stink problem. Like if I eat garlic the night before, you're like, in, you mean not from the fart from stink the, the, the from body every,
1: from my whole body, but I don't have a fart problem. No, usually. I mean it's not. I mean. I had oatmeal today before I went in, it, but I mean, definitely there were a few. There were a few times when I was like, if I was in here alone, I would I let it go right now. But I'm not going to. I don't, I'm not going to put. However, during the end of the workout, while the, what happens in in my gym is after you you work out, your trainer stretches you, makes you feel like a professional athlete. Oh, and. They line you up. There's like four uh, stretching tables, and usually they're pretty full. The you know weekday morning around seven a.m. or whatever, and so oh, on a table, not yeah, even on the floor. You're on this like table, like and, a like a physical therapy table. Yeah, and they're stretching you, and oh wow, someone they don't do that at my gym. Someone next to me, like the the, the people, the trainer and the and the patient. What do you call them? Client. <laughs> uh-huh. Over here to the right of me, it's one of them farted and it came over towards us was it audible no i could it went in my right nostril so i was able to like echolocate the fart uh-huh. so i knew where it came from right and i knew that it wasn't my trainer and it wasn't me but i was like she might think that it's me cuz it definitely smelled like a dude's fart cuz it just there's just a difference and um well hold on now <laughs> There's just a difference. <laughs> well, it's like
0: get, that's so sexist, I, man. N-
1: uh, well, ultimately what women's
0: I, farts stink,
1: man. W- no, what I'm saying is if like, like if a there was fart. if there was a bear that got into my house and there was a deer that got into my house, I kind of feel like ultimately I'd be able to tell you if it was a bear <laughs> or a deer. <laughs> and I feel like men have like bear farts sometimes. Not all men, but some men. So and then I was like, should I say something? Like it wasn't me. No, you can't do that. So I just, I just began to stretch a little more uh, in an I, effort to waft it away. I definitely would.
0: I, I don't know. I would have said something, but now that I'm saying that, I'm like, I have been, I have been hit with the opportunity to like explain that it wasn't me. But then I'm also worried that it's them, and I'm putting them on the spot. So then it's like, well, then are they? I'm putting them on the spot to lie if it was them, and then if they don't lie, it's extremely embarrassing. So the reason why I don't do it is for that reason—to not make the other person feel like I'm backing into the corner. Don't even acknowledge it. But if you had echolocated the thing, then I think you should have just—you should have—you should have let that
1: rip. Hey, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was that guy over there. It was one of them, two feet away from us. Okay, um, you should have done that, man. So we've already gotten into farts a little bit here, and I think that was there
0: any comedy in that? I, I think mean, that there
1: was some. I think me saying the term "echo locate a fart" probably made some people laugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my intention necessarily, but it it just the way it came out, just like a little. But that's and, for them to say. Yeah, and uh, not you. But was it funny? I don't know. You be the judge. I was asking. Was
0: it funny for you to experience it, not (laughs) did you just say something funny? No, but are farts funny? (laughs) Okay. Are farts actually funny? That's fair.
1: So us talking about that,
0: Oh yeah, I think we talked about it for comedic effect. And we I think were, we,
1: we were fishing for some comedy. And I do think we're gonna be talking a lot we about- I don't know if we echolocated any. Incorpor- farting specifically being incorporated into purposeful comedy, Oh, uh, I think is, is a big part of this discussion. I don't think it's just like, is it funny when someone farts and why is it funny? We'll get into that. But is it funny to then make fart jokes? Is it okay. funny to have a fart joke in your pants, ready to flip it out and impress somebody? Well, let's get into that, but first, this episode of Ear Biscuits is supported by Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm, as always, is here to help you when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep, and who wouldn't be doing that? Are there actually people out there who are interested in disrupting their sleep? Not any of my friends. There should be a product for them. You know what I'm saying? Well, Mattress Firm can't help you there <laughs> because they do
0: the exact opposite. Okay, They All give right. you mattresses that improve your sleep but that's not all. You go into a mattress firm and they've got everything associated with your bed.
1: How to build it, headboards, adjustable bases, sheets, even decor. And Do they have those those barriers that like, uh, I once watched watched a movie about a young Amish couple and they it was a boy and a girl and they had, for some reason had to sleep in the same room and the parents came in and put a board between them. Oh, I Does hope a mattress firm carry that board that separates couples? In certain regions, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm they haven't authorized me to speak about such things. Okay. Uh, and I do not know about it. All right. But I'm guessing maybe. Okay. <laughs> but probably not. But we
1: make absolutely no definitive claims about that. What we can say is if you go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast, you can save 10% with the code podcast10. Mattress Firm offers 120 night sleep trial, so you can rest assured that you'll love your mattress or you get your money back. Rest and assured, They op- I get it. Yes, and they also offer 120 night low price guarantee. They're really into 120 nights. Who is it? Uh, so you know you paid the perfect price. And if you buy a mattress right now, you get 120 nights with us. Again. Nope, that's not part of the deal.
0: Now, they've got more than 3,000 stores nationwide, so there may be one in your backyard. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I <Literally.
1: laughs> you had a mattress firm. Well, room? if there's a mattress firm in your backyard, you're probably what? living in a mattress firm.
0: <laughs> there's two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know how it shapes up. <laughs> what we're saying is they offer you deals that nobody else can because of how many stores they have, and that's on top of the 10% savings you'll already
1: cash in on with Podcast 10. Yeah, so go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast, Use code PODCAST10, that's PODCAST10, and start sleeping better tonight. Ear Biscuits is also supported by Spotify. Supported by Spotify. Some things were just meant for each other, Link. Blank and blank, blank and blank, and now, I think I'm supposed to say things instead of blanks. Yeah, <laughs> and now Ear Biscuits and Spotify. Well, but, we should but we should fill in the blanks. The blanks. Uh, you uh, say peaches one. Peaches and cream.
0: Um, jumping and... Br- a little bit of
1: breeze. Jumping in a little bit of breeze. You know how when
0: you jump, it
1: it creates vertical breeze. Don't mm.
0: criticize mine, come yeah, up with your own. Yeah, that's
1: cause and effect. I don't think we're looking at cause and effect relationships. I'm thinking two together. independent things that you bring together like spaghetti and meatballs.
0: Squatting.
1: Butter and, and bread. And standing. Okay, I don't think you understand jumping, the concept. Jumping and landing. But I do think that Gravity. the people understand the concept that two things that they love, Ear Biscuits and Spotify are now together because you can go on Spotify and get Ear Biscuits. That's right, the same app that has millions of songs now also has thousands of podcasts. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite shows, of course, other than Ear Biscuits, and discover new ones. Uh, we don't have another one, if we had one, hopefully you would discover that. I'm being very, very territorial, I'm, I'm sorry. To subscribe
0: to us, search for Ear Biscuits, tap follow, and get every new episode delivered to you.
1: Always. Now back to the biscuit. So we've got a few things, right? We've got personal farting stories, but I don't even feel like we should get into those. Um. Because we don't even know if they're funny yet, because we haven't we haven't even explored if it's okay for farting to be funny, for fart jokes to be funny, uh, which is kind of what we're getting into. So there's the stories. There's also our personal philosophy with like our comedy and how we, um, like, what? How do we view farts in, in in our comedy repertoire? But then also kind of like the history of, of of farting in in comedy and people's viewpoint on it. What do you think makes the most sense in terms of Getting into first,
0: let's set the stage with some some cultural analysis of farts through the
1: through the for the strata of comedy. Okay, good idea. Uh, now, I uh, I got some of this from. Um, uh, do we post like sources anywhere? We don't do oh, that. Do we? Yeah. I mean, you can I, tweet an
0: article if you'd like. Okay, hashtag your biscuits. I'll
1: do that when this when this comes out. I'll will t- talk about it. But right now I've do that had this article from the Pacific Standard which talks about a few of these things and then there's another article that I'm not remembering at the moment. But you can get this information in multiple places. Um first of all, I, one of the things I found really interesting is that Jimmy Pardo, you remember Jimmy Pardo who wrote, we were on his uh his podcast. Yeah, never not funny. And uh, and then we did his uh his fundraiser, cha- yeah. charity thing.
0: His Marathon uh, fundraising. In
1: this article in the Pacific Standard by a guy, guy named Rick Paulus, uh, he was talking about how some comedians really, really hate fart jokes. And Jimmy Pardo was quoted as saying, I don't think there is a topic I hate more, and you can quote me. He's like really, really adamantly against fart jokes. Really? And you know who's also just against bathroom humor in general is Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, another Jimmy. Maybe if you're Jimmy, well, there's a new theory. You don't. You don't like bathroom humor. But my dad's name is Jimmy and he'll fart up a storm.
0: But does he make jokes about it or does he do it for comedic effect?
1: Both, so it doesn't hold true, bad theory. But Jimmy Pardo and Jimmy Fallon, uh, neither of them are into to, to, to fart humor. But interestingly, the first joke ever recorded in Sumeria, 1900 BC was quote, Something which has never occurred since time immemorial, a young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. It seems to get lost in translation was a the, little bit. That was the entire joke? Yeah, that it. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial, a young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. This is ringing a bell.
0: I think you've told me about this. Sir. This has come up before. I've heard this. Yeah,
1: I don't exactly understand what the joke is there. We didn't figure it out then and I don't think we're gonna figure it out now. Uh, I can say that my wife uh, didn't necessarily fart on my lap, but she did fart on a dude's lap in high school and she tells that story and it's a funny one. Well. Yeah.
0: It's a funny one?
1: Yeah, well I mean. How did that happen? I just told you.
0: You didn't tell me, that you said there was a story. She has a. Tell me the story.
1: All I know is that she sat on a dude's lap and shortly thereafter she farted and everyone started laughing and it's a story that is Told, time immemorial. <laughs> uh, and apparently it was funny in Sumeria. But I think that the bottom line with that is, the as far back as we can go, to people recording a joke, it was a fart joke. So this is something that, this isn't a new thing, I don't think anybody thought that, but it's interesting. Also, did you know that Shakespeare uh, was in- was, Had diverticulitis. He was not above a fart joke. I had to just, I mean there were multiple ones to choose from, they were a little bit subtle, almost like a silent fart. Well that's because we don't understand Shakespeare. Uh, but in Othello. Uh, that's a board game, right? The, uh, the clown says, are these pray you wind instruments? And the first musician says, aye, merry they are, sir. Clown says, oh, thereby hangs a tail. First musician says, whereby hangs a tail, sir? And the clown says, merry, sir, by many a wind instrument that I know. <laughs> He's talking about the, the anus. But butthole. Yeah, and how the it's- fart. It's like a wind instrument.
0: The fart took us.
1: And this is just again one of many examples that you can find of bathroom humor. Not they might even go as far as to call it scatological. Scata, <laughs> can you say that word for me? Eschatological. Nope, it's scatological. Scata, scatological. Scatological. S- yeah. Scata- yep. Like ology of the scat. Yeah, of, of the scat. Uh, and Shakespeare have made a lot of these, and then. And uh, we actually talked about this guy on the uh, the show, on GMM before. This French baker who was known as Le Petemain, or something like that, uh, is a guy who his whole act, he was in the, early, the late 1800s, early 1900s, his whole act was farting. Yes. Through a cone. He was a ba- he was a baker. Through like a megaphone? And at first he had people who would come to his bakery and hear him fart imp- impressions of musical instruments. What? Which is an interesting thing to happen in a bakery. Really, don't really want to carb load after that. But <laughs> then he he took his uh, he took his act on the road and became this national treasure of France that people like uh, Sigmund Freud would actually pay to see while traveling Europe. But this wasn't comedy. This was uh, an exhibition. It was comedy. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. It wasn't just like. He would do impersonations of people, of animals, of musical instruments. He would blow out a candle from across the the stage. Yeah, but but at
0: a certain point, you're no longer laughing and you're just clapping. You're in awe. It's a it's a
1: it's a trick. It's an expo- exhibition of there, talent. No doubt there are elements of that, without a doubt. But I definitely think that people thought it was funny. I mean, a French baker farting. It was at least lighthearted. Uh, i think it was i think it was more but. but then for most of the 20th century uh in media farts were off limits it was kind of this like last taboo of something that you couldn't talk about and mm. you couldn't do in movies like all like er, the early f- film movement and no no farts no bathroom humor really um until no, no scenes in a bathroom, nobody sitting on a toilet. Well, I type of scene, probably. I don't want. I just know that directly addressing the fart or somebody farting was not something that happened until 1974, Mel Brooks' *Blazing Saddles*, which was a uh, you know sort of revolutionary uh, comedy film in a, in a bunch of different ways. This is they had the first fart in a film. Well. Multiple sources that I looked at said that this was sort of breaking the seal, so Ooh, to speak, yeah. on incorporating farts un- unashamedly into media, into comedy.
0: Well, they did, uh, incorporating is an understatement. That verb undersells how many farts they put into that
1: farting scene. Yeah, we just, we watched it a second ago and uh, the dudes are the cowboys are around the fire eating beans. Oh yeah. And there's a slow zoom out and like the there's burping as well. There's a burp and then there's a fart and then there's a bunch of farting. Yeah. And then the guy comes out of the tent and you probably won't find it funny just because it hasn't translated a whole, very well at least that particular scene. But it was revolutionary in the sense that it was like Mel Brooks was taking a chance and saying, "I'm going to do it. We're going to have all these actors fart." And you know what it makes me think of just to flash
0: forward in time a little bit in, in terms of great points of flatulence in cinema. Hmm. I think about that freaking Eddie Murphy movie where he plays all the different characters at the dinner table. Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor and it's is it his mom or his dad or the does the whole family start farting? Uh
1: there's a dinner scene where multiple I actually have Nutty Professor written down because oh. I wanted to use it as an example. Later yes. On. I just thought about it. Okay, I just remember
0: dying. That was so funny, man, because one fart will catch you off guard. I mean, and that checks the box of a certain type of comedy, which is surprise. You take somebody by surprise, you add a little embarrassment into the mix, um, especially you know, and then all of a sudden you're laughing. But then I remember with that scene, it just kept happening. It just kept farting. And I just remember belly laughing, like I just couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was so funny. The first time. The fir- of course, the Watching it again,
1: would you laugh in that way? Probably not, right? I don't think, I, I don't know if I would crack a smile if I watched The Nutty Professor right now.
0: I mean, speaking of bathroom humor, it's like when I rewatched uh, A League of Their Own with the kids a few months back, and I remember the Tom Hanks scene where he, he starts peeing. In the women's locker room, and the whole like team, he's he's been on like a a drunk drunken binge, and he pees and he and it just keeps going and going and going. And I remember in the theater, like there was like rolling laughter.
1: This is much. It it hits you again. I actually talk about second wave.
0: I've talked about this scene multiple times in my life because it was it was very formative to me as as a as an aspirational peer.
1: Right, because you haven't been at a pee very
0: long. And it stopped, and then it started again. But then when I rewatched it with them, because I knew that it was going to end at some point, I didn't have just the big question mark of, I can't believe this is still going, when is it gonna end? Same thing with all the farts and Nutty Professor. Once you know it's just a bunch of farts, you kinda roll
1: your eyes. Well, and you, you kinda got at this a little bit um, you, you, you to, to why farts are funny. And there's a number of theories about, first of all, like theories of humor and theories of comedy are super complex and there's lots of disagreement. and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that farts have two things. Number one, they're relatable. So there's a relatability to farts that's across all cultures, all times, because everyone's got to get rid of the gas uh, in their butt yeah, at some point. It's kinda, it's, it's like the, the gross version
0: of saying everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Right,
1: but it's even more everybody relatable Everybody releases
0: than that. air pockets because not everybody From wears their pants. Anus. There are
1: cultures that don't wear pants, but True. everyone has a butthole. It's better than that. And gas comes out of it. So your butthole is like the is like the pants of the, globe. the galaxy. The galaxy. The Pants of the galaxy. Uh, but in the second thing besides relatability is what you called surprise, which uh, when discussed in theories of humor is called pattern disruption, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's what makes a fart has those two things in full supply, right? not just the gas, but it's got the relatability, then it's got the pattern disruption that causes this sense of surprise, which elicits laughter. And we don't know exactly, but it's just, that's why when you put a fart into church, that's that, that'll go over like a fart in church, the old euphemism goes. Mm-hmm when you put a fart into something that humans have dressed it up to be formal and to have a certain level of expectations that we're not all thinking about each other's buttholes at the time. Mm -hmm. like We're doing the least think about each other's buttholes thing that we can come up with, like be in church, or we're at a newscast, or a formal dinner or something like that, and then all of a sudden, somebody farts, there's no question as to what it is, you don't have to speak any particular language to know that was a fart, that came from that dude's butt, and that surprised us and disrupted this pattern that we've got going on right uh-huh. here and everyone begins to laugh. And that's why it's universally funny. So I think the first part of the question is, are they actually funny? Well, yeah, they're I th- funny. I think it depends because, well, I,
0: I, I'm curious if, we, if, if our upbringing and how we interacted with farts uh, over the course of our lives has primed us to find farts funny because I don't think it's any secret that we find farts funny, right? But not mm-hmm. in every instance, but- Not all farts. We have a general predisposition to find farts funny. And I think at least for me, it has to do with my upbringing. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm curious about yours, but for me, my both of my granddads, would just you know, when I go visit my grandparents they would just I mean they would just f- 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 do these reverberatory farts that were ju- we would just all get a kick out of it like my my mom's dad and my dad's dad they would just they would just rip them and everyone would immediately laugh and they, I mean they were so expressive I mean when you when you get a laugh in that way you start to know how to harness that pocket of air for 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 maximum of of effectiveness. It becomes a tool. But my nana, she'd also rip them. Mm -hmm. But now she's at a point and I've, I've, you know, you fast forward to this point in her life, great-great-grandmother, just walking around doing whatever she wants, farting, just doing the walking farts, every step. God bless her, let her do what she wants. It's not even for comedic effect anymore, but we kind of, we laugh at her, we kind of snicker because it's happening. And sometimes she'll like cut her eyes, but I mean it just comes from a long line of fart a fart is followed by a laugh in the Neil household. But now in my house, I I operated that I operate that way. I fart, I expect to get a laugh. But you know what? It doesn't happen. Um mm-hmm. and my kids will say, Well, it's gross. It's gross. So I I, I think that, I don't know, they just haven't been around enough people laughing at it and they've only experienced the negative parts which are the, like the smell part. Well, That I, is an aspect.
1: I have a theory. I have a theory for why your kids don't find it funny but I don't wanna get there yet. Okay. Um. And I so I'll I kinda give you my, my, my background's very similar, I mean, I didn't have as uh, I wasn't close to my grandparents, My grandparents didn't live in the same town, and so honestly, like when I think about like my, I know that my uh, my grand, well, mom and El's husband, but it's my step granddad, we called Pop. He definitely farted. I remember him sitting in like a recliner and farting, but it was just like a, a handful of visits, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no shame associated with flatulence right in, in in the families that in my immediate family and also the families that we, we were related to and which is usually usually you just say extended relatives <laughs> I don't know. I just but said will, families I was related but to.
0: will your will your parents did you grow up with your parents farting yeah
1: yeah yeah well, like both of them both of them yes now my dad would do it uh for for you know comedics for you know comedy's sake comedic punctuation and um he might there might be like, well, you know what I think about that? You know, well-placed fart. With uh, my mom, <laughs> that I, think, wasn't great. I think it might've been like, it wasn't always on purpose, but when it was, it was immediately acknowledged and diffused with a laugh. So we weren't one of those families that, I think that was ashamed of of farts, unless it felt like more than a fart happened. There was
0: certainly a glass
1: ceiling. If a shart happened, oh, at that point, there's some shame involved in it. And it's still yeah. very funny, Yeah, but it's a different kind of laugh.
0: I think there was a glass ceiling um for for my mom it's you know my the the men in my life they would it seems like they would like hold them for the perfect moment and just like let them rip just like just just force it out in in the most <laughs> reverberatory way but uh I don't I don't think the women were expected to do that which is a shame
1: Right, is you, know it, th- you know, there's the, the yeah, there's a double standard.
0: So for them, it, you'd laugh at them because something slipped out, but the men, it was like, "Good Lord, what have you done?" I mean, my we were staying a few Christmases ago. We were we spent the night at my dad's house, and all the kids slept in the sunroom, which is like at the back door. And Lincoln tells the story of my dad, who he he calls Granddaddy. Coming in and saying, taking his his dog Gypsy out, and he's like, he said Gypsy, and that made Lincoln stir a little bit. And then my dad, I don't know how you could have this much gas inside of your belly, and it it can't be healthy. And he let out this fart that was like, it was like a a huge deposit. I mean, it could have filled up the whole sunroom. It was like.
1: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then it started again.
0: And then it woke up Lincoln. It woke him up. It was like an earthquake was happening. And, <laughs> and my dad said, gypsy. And then he let out the fart. And then he was like, good lord. <laughs> and, and then he just walked out the door. Yeah, you gotta walk out after that. Good god you almighty. You don't wanna sit around and discuss it. <laughs> and, it, and, it and it scarred Lincoln. It scarred, scarred him. him. It scarred him. I, didn't, I mean, it didn't literally leave a scar on him. It, he wasn't that close to it. But I, the only farts that my family likes that I do <laughs> are the ones I do in my mouth. They'll ask me.
1: Do that farting with your mouth, do daddy. That,
0: do that fart with your mouth. Cause I got you one. Gather round, kids. It, it, <laughs> it's not like a It's like the Waltons. It's like Good that, night, daddy. That's, <laughs> it. that's it, that's it. They love it when I do this fart that comes out of like the lower right part of my mouth yeah that's pretty good, they love that, yeah, but when i when I really fart from my anus um they don't like oh where's it from? and I think that's why they <laughs> i th- that's my theory. I'm just gonna skip to my theory and wait for your th- I just think they know that they smell something i mean this is gross, I'm sorry, but I think this is they they just think there was air in your anus, and now it's in my nose, yeah. I don't care how funny it sounded. That is gross. Well, and you know what? It is. Okay. And I think I think comic relief is the only way to get over that reality. Well, I think that's my argument for I, it being. I, funny. I think
1: there are two, I think there are two two reasons that your kids don't find it funny. Well, and and this goes back to the theory of humor, right? So one aspect of the theory of humor is, or someone's theory of humor, is that things that are funny involve something going wrong with no one getting hurt, mm-hmm. right? So somebody falling down the stairs. Sometimes it hurts. Somebody falling down Me. the stairs and dying is Ooh. not funny, but no. somebody falling down the stairs and not dying or not getting hurt is funny. Yeah. It's just the outcome. So when your flatulence is stanky and is experienced by your kids in a negative way, they're getting hurt. Right, so it's like it may start as funny, but then when it's like, oh, that actually stunk, this is unpleasant, it's no longer (laughs) funny. But I actually think an even bigger part of it, and this is why I wanted to use the Nutty Professor because I remember laughing at that, but I would not laugh at it now, is I think that because a key to a fart being funny is this pattern disruption, but when the fart becomes the pattern, it's no longer funny. So if you go to the fart too often, as I do believe Eddie Murphy does too much in The Nutty Professor. In that one scene? And or? potentially you may do too much as the farting dad in your house, you're wearing out the fart's welcome by going to it so often. And now it's no longer disrupting a pattern but the pattern has become dad farts. For attention, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if and if and if you're farting, <laughs> if you're farting on a regular basis. So it's, for in other words, in other words, like if you had a friend, and it was like the first time you ever met this guy, you walked into the room and he farted. You would laugh and you would tell the story. But if every time you walked into the room he farted and that was his thing, you're like, I don't want to go into the room anymore. It's it's unpleasant. It's also not funny because I'm expecting it, and an expected fart isn't funny. I. I I also think that it's really
0: hard in a cinematic setting to make a fart funny because it's, you. well everything's calculated so if you're deciding to go with the fart joke in that moment, it better be really good and surprising and original in some way. It just can't be like adding a fart sound effect when when Jar Jar Binks runs off scene which I, I, I do have a memory of that being a part of the Star Wars movie, that Jar Jar Binks, they put a fart sound in at one point. Is this true? I believe it. There's a fart noise? Yes, I'm pretty certain of it. And that's just, okay, that's just cheap. It's like, okay, won't won't the kids find it funny when this character farts,
1: you know? And 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 also, who's the most likely character to fart? Jar Jar Binks. Don't give him the fart. Give the fart to the most unexpected character and maybe you're getting somewhere. Darth Maul. Yeah, if Darth Maul farts, I'm, I'm laughing, laughing. At that all day, <laughs> but Star Wars isn't a comedy. Shouldn't have ever tried to be one, and um, that's why we. That, that's why that dude's life was like ruined. Like you, you're the, the one fart now. You you told me about the Jar-Jar yeah the guy Binks who played Jar Jar Binks. I mean he like had a,
0: a while back a, a, he, a horrible he, life. Yeah, he came he he came forward saying it screwed up his screwed up his life.
1: It so it is a thing. Jar Jar. Yeah, Binks just Binks fart. Google
0: Jar Jar Binks fart. You'll get it, get it on YouTube. Yeah,
1: all you want. Um, but, so, but, but, we, we but, have but in ex- real life, farts okay. can
0: be hilarious. Like, I mean, if I search TV fart bloopers, I can watch videos of newscasters or people in like a talk show setting accidentally farting. And it's hilarious. I looked at those before I came in here and, and I thought to myself, as long as I'm seeing a fresh clip I've never seen, the laughs are not gonna stop because you get the facial expression, and the beauty, th- beautiful thing, beautiful thing is, you don't smell it, you don't smell it. So nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt when it's on the other side of a screen. Matter of fact, speaking of somebody getting hurt, it can get you fired, but it can make a career. I'm sure um, many ear biscuiters have heard about Paul Flart, who has an Instagram account. <laughs> he was, um. He, He's a security guard at a hospital. Mm-hmm. And he would, the story is, he would fart when no one was around at, at like the, the entrance to the hospital. And he realized how good the acoustics were. And he started turning on his, well, the shot's the exact, the same exact time. So it's almost like a webcam shot. I don't know if he's doing it with his phone, but it's his face and the top of his <laughs> uniform. And you can see like the hospital sign behind him. Not all of it, just a little bit of it. It's mostly his face. And he just kind of.
1: You're like in an office
0: or something. He blinks. No, he was in the reception area. Okay, reception. And he would. Each Instagram video is just one fart. Mm-hmm. But it's. I watched all of them. And you saw me over there cackling. Yeah, like, and I'm I, like. And when I looked I'm over like, your
1: shoulder, it was definitely very, very funny.
0: Because it's just his face, like blinking and like twitching and then his reaction to his own fart and that's and then whatever caption he might put on it like ferocious felt that one in my chest <laughs> anyways he starts he starts getting big on on um on the internet people put compilations on youtube and whatnot he's got 74,000 followers on instagram as of this recording but that was plenty to get him fired oh wow. which he then live streamed as it was happening getting Fired? Yes. Get, getting getting kicked out of the hospital, yeah. So now he's trying to make a living as he a has, farter? As a farter. He's got a Patreon. Uh you give him five dollars and it I got fired. You're really paying me to fart. Thank you. That's what it says. Five dollars a month. Or you can give him one dollar. It seems a month. like
1: he could he could still Paul get a, a job somewhere, so a place you know, like a like a uh like a glue factory. We we uh we we actually knew a guy oh because of the stink who worked at a glue factory which just smells absolutely horrible because of the things that go into glue and he said that the best thing about it was if you had one that you knew wasn't going to make any noise you were in a boardroom and people were just constantly letting them fly because it was masked by this I think that he needs to be a security guard at a glue factory and then it's the best of both worlds and everybody's happy
0: I mean if you if you're in a plane and all of a sudden someone like like Sawed a log. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a snore, but yeah. I was trying to come up with a fart euphemism. I don't find that funny because no. of the pain thing. You're ex- you're exactly right because about because we're that. trapped.
1: We're trapped with you in that in that place. But a video of you not on that plane, watching other people on that plane, you would laugh at it. Even even if you felt bad for the people.
0: Remember Tommy G, the story we tell. Yeah. He was
1: sitting. I don't want to say his last name anymore. You can, G starts with a G though.
0: Sitting on the front row of Miss Ennis's history class, I was sitting in the middle, you are sitting somewhere over to the side, all of a sudden you hear a fart.
1: And it was so loud and so long that everyone in the class had a chance to stop what they were doing, Miss a stopped talking and everybody turned and locked on him and echolocated it directly to the one seat, the one butthole that was emanating this fart. Tommy G.
0: It was like, a. When an earthquake lasts so long that you can start to try to keep things from falling over,
1: mm-hmm. that's what was happening in the room. It was like a game of Marco Polo. It's that the person just holds out Polo until you touch them. <laughs> you know, it's like you, it's just so easy to figure out where they're at.
0: Polo, <laughs> and you know what? No one was laughing in the moment, but right because it was so, it, it was unbelievable. But then, as soon as it ended, it was like. The room didn't erupt out of reverence for, I mean, that would have been cruel, but we laughed about it a lot later.
1: Well, but Miss Ennis actually addressed him after he did it. Good God! She said something like, well, Tommy. Like, because she knew too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you gotta say say something.
1: I felt bad, you gotta have a back pocket line for that because this is a serious thing, how brutal kids can be You gotta have a back pocket line, like while that fart's coming out, and you're like, oh no, they're gonna echolocate, they're gonna know it's me, Yeah, you gotta stand up and bow. You can't let your face get red, you gotta stand up, you gotta bow, you gotta own it, and people will be telling that story forever. Kids are mean, ruthless. So so do you fart, how do farts go over in your house now? Uh, Well. They get a laugh? Uh, I, you know, I feel like again, uh, not to continue the sexist commentary, but I've got two boys, um, and uh, it, at least in my experience, they tend to be a little bit more fart friendly, and um, the uh, yeah, so there's just a there, there's a shaking of the head of of my wife. Is she now she's she doesn't she's not uptight about it at all. There's no like we didn't have like a no fart policy. There are many relationships where there's a no fart policy, but we don't have that in our relationship. But I, it, pretty much any fart in any context gets a laugh, and there's no like, "Oh, come on, Dad," situation. So, thus far, um, that that's the experience. But but I also, I, I, based on what you're telling me, I don't feel like I'm doing it as much as you, <laughs> <laughs> or that yours aren't as potent and stinky as mine are. Um, I have noticed that you do often. Smell like something has died inside of you. <laughs> um, I will say that. Okay. I don't know. I'll take that note. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the cause of it is. You might need to see a doctor. <laughs> uh, but I gotta say, I do have a. I can. I can have significant volume, and I can have significant force, and I can have significant frequency. But I don't often have significant stink unless I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I envy you, man. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know what it is like. I stopped drinking regular milk,
1: no, you drinking went to the it, almond milk, yeah,
0: well and the oat milk, yeah, and the oat milk, I think that helped <laughs> you think yeah, because yeah, dairy does contribute to it so so you don't you don't have an issue with
1: the under the bed spread where you like i mean i'm not I'm not saying i ever haven't ever Dutch ovened Dutch <laughs> right? ovened my wife <laughs> uh yeah i have you try but. to I try to seal it. Down, I like. I
0: put my elbows on top of the covers and I'm like hold seal it, it down. down,
1: and then flap your foot so it goes out the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I see the plan.
0: It doesn't work too well, but I, mean, I think, it'll
1: seep out. I think we've established that we personally find farts funny in in, in real life and also uh, in media that is depicting real life. So, mm-hmm. but to get back to what you were talking about a second ago, which is the the scripted fart, the scripted fart joke. Yeah, bathroom humor. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna widen out a little bit into bathroom humor and and ju- Junior, in general. <laughs> and, Don't call uh, me Junior, and and Junior. Let me tell you this. I think so. Just a little bit about our philosophy of humor in the way that we've approached our comedy. So very early on, we kind of made a conscious decision to not go into certain places with our comedy, right? You may have noticed that we don't really do political jokes, we don't really do religious jokes, we don't really get into controversial things as a, as a policy. I mean, every once in a while we may hint at something or there's no, break the seal on something.
0: There's no intentionally shocking humor. Right, Like and, the shock
1: jock stuff. And we're also not cynical, like our humor is not cynical. I mean, I might get a little cynical at times, but in general, we don't have a cynical point of view when it comes to our comedy. And then also, we don't get overtly sexual. Obviously, if you watch the show, you know there's a lot of innuendo that happens naturally uh, that we kind of embrace and have embraced even more as the years have gone by. But it's not overtly sexual, it's not overtly blue, it's not R-rated, uh, and so when you sort of box yourself in, you then have to think to yourself, well what am I going to do? What lines am I going to cross? And so you naturally end up, because right. humor what, is about crossing lines, first of all. A big part of it is about defying norms and crossing lines, so you're going once to you offend build a, someone. Once you build a box, like you've described for us. It's gotta fart its way out from squeeze, one corner, yeah. If you squeeze the box,
0: It's gonna. It's like an accordion.
1: Yeah, the box that we put ourselves in, a little, you know, nod, nod to Weird Al is like a comedy. And so the comedy often comes out in the form of bathroom humor. So not necessarily fart jokes, but there are, you know, we get into bathroom humor, and some people are like, "That's not my thing." I wonder sometimes when people are like, "I'm not into bathroom humor. I'm not into blue stuff. I'm not into sexual humor. I'm not into religious humor. I'm not into political humor." I'm, I'm I begin to wonder. Well, what makes you laugh? I don't. I, where, where else do well, you I go? I mean, we do have other stuff in our. Yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm just. I, I, don't necessarily. There's some people who are like, I don't like bathroom humor. I'm grossed out by it, and I never find it funny. That's their prerogative. I'm just. Trying, I'm honestly, I would want to. Talk to that person and be like, "Okay, well, what what is the funniest thing for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it something that doesn't cross a line because I don't I, that doesn't compute for me? Um, but we've tried. I would ask that person if you're watching Jeopardy.
0: I'm not assuming they watch Jeopardy just because they don't have a sense of humor, right? <laughs> but let's say you pass by a television Jeopardy's on. You're not even tending to watch it. Alex Trebek's asking. He doesn't ask a question because they he ask gives the answer. He gives the answers, man. Yeah.
1: You got to get that right or else you get it wrong.
0: He's in the middle of an answer and he farts. Yeah. Burnt. Would you find that funny? Would you find that funny? I, I I think most people would. I would that would be like top 10. Like if I told you that was on YouTube and that I found it hilarious. And honest. You'd go you'd you'd search it. Right?
1: Oh yeah, I'm searching it right now. Uh <laughs> because if it's happened I want to know.
0: Can you Google Alex Trebek fart, see what comes up? Because
1: well, okay, I feel
0: like I might be onto something, like my
1: future. Is it a, it a? I'm sure it's one of those. You remember the uh, who's the preacher? It's probably somebody adding it to like um who's who's that preacher that the 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 televangelist who like yes, and makes put, like the no he makes like the faces and then they just put a bunch of fart noises every time he it made it. The,
0: T- Tillman Robert, uh, what's no. his name?
1: Farting preacher, if you Google farting preacher, it'll probably be the first thing that comes up. But it's now basically that's just.
0: A, that's an edit joke, of course, he's not really farting, but his face looks so contorted that it, and it's timed
1: so well yeah, that yeah. it's just. It's so great. It's splendid. But let's talk about the times when it hasn't worked for us because the the prime example of this, uh, yeah, that's him. What is his name? Robert Tilton. Tilton. Robert Tilton. Tilton. Um, when it hasn't worked for us is when we leaned into it so heavily on this thing that we did um called first date farts was it, I, I, that was a while back it was a it was when it, it was within think, the context of a GMM but it was like a short like 2 minute sketch where we're in the car you're playing a woman on a date with me and you're covering up the fact that you're farting by saying that it's my ringtone my ringtones and my text messages and stuff and yeah um i'm pretty sure that this, that idea came from a conversation that Cassie was having with Stevie. That's My memory that sounds right is too. that Cassie Cassie has an idea that Stevie relayed to us and then we turn it into that <laughs> sketch and uh, it's, again, I think did that. Did you rewatch it? It's, I, d- I did. It doesn't work? It was, I don't know, I don't like leaning into it that much because that's when I believe that you are getting into a place where you, the surprise is taken out of it yeah that, that, that that's my best assessment of that is that when you get that joke and then you just run it into the ground and that's the whole sketch the pattern disruption element is gone because the pattern becomes the the fart becomes the pattern and at that point I, i'm not that's why if you watch a movie that relies too much on it and it becomes the pattern itself it just it it it's not sacred anymore there's nothing unexpected about it Keep the fart sacred. It's it's it it can be cheapened, but we can reclaim that. Do you remember uh, Sundance two years ago when uh, Swiss Army Man premiered? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at Sundance, and we were f- trying to figure out what we were going to go watch. We were gonna, we were trying to figure out what yep. things we going to go and screen. you started.
0: And the way Sundance works is you're just you're in line with people you're talking to people so you end up saying asking them what they've seen, and there'll be there'll literally
1: be a buzz around movies chatter. chatter around movies that you have to see and all the chatter about Swiss Army Man at least from the people that we met was it's we heard it's not good and it's really gross and there's like this scene at the beginning where like there's a dead body that's farting and it's really, really gross. And it's like was weird and you shouldn't see it. Like that was like the sentiment from multiple people. And I was like, what, this sounds stupid. I was like- We're like, is Alex Trebek in it? (laughs) And then we didn't end up seeing it at Sundance. And then we get back home. And of course, like at that point I see, well, months pass, however however long it took for from Sundance to the film actually coming out in theaters, which could have been a year. I, I don't even know how long it was. I see the trailer for this thing and I'm like, this looks like an incredible movie. This looks, I have to see this. This looks like right down my alley. Or right up it. And then we went to see it and saw the whole scene uh, where the, the dead body is being propelled by farts like a boat, like a freaking jet ski. And it was we so, loved it.
0: But it was taking a fart joke to an absolute extreme, like an appalling, surreal extreme that a place it had never gone before. It was
1: completely innovative and so it wasn't a pattern. It it
0: was rooted in science too, you know, you have a dead bloated body. Propulsion. Which by the way, it wasn't a gruesome dead body, it was Dana Radcliffe who then was the star of the movie playing a dead guy. It wasn't, so it wasn't morbid. Um, It was endearingly comedic.
1: I absolutely loved it. Magical, it It was magical. And it was one big fart joke that in my mind worked. But it, I think it's an illustration of if you're gonna do a fart joke and you're and you're, it's in something scripted at this point, you've got to do it in a way that it hasn't been done before. You can't, no one, like you can't just come out with Nutty Professor Five Mm-mm. and expect people to still care about it. I right. mean, I, I didn't see Dumb and Dumberer um, this, most people hated it, um, and I think one of the reasons that people, and I, I'm talking to ignorance because I didn't see it, is that they kinda went back to the same well in a lot of ways, and.
0: was there a lot of farts in the well?
1: I think they should have never remade the movie because it's one of those things that you can't out, you can't, you can't win. It's a lose-lose situation when you wanna remake a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Because they go back, there's so much gross humor. They're okay. I'm gonna go back to the exact same well. 20 years later, is it still gonna work? No, it's not gonna work. But if they were to suddenly do it differently, everybody would criticize them for doing it differently. Why are you guys trying to get intellectual with your fart jokes? It wouldn't mm-hmm. work. So just don't make the movie. Just let the movie, the original movie, stand on its own. So in other words, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna bring farts into comedy purposely, now we've done it. Accidentally, we both independently farted accidentally on GMM, and it made it into the cut both times.
0: Yeah, because it was, yeah, that really worked. That was funny.
1: But if you're going to do it on purpose, you're going to write a fart into something. You better do it right.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's like, it's like threading and threading a needle. <laughs> if that needle,
1: I don't like to think about needles. the eye
0: of the needle were your sphincter, mm. and the yep. the fart joke was, mm-hmm. I don't know, the enema.
1: <laughs> well, Did I lose the analogy? It might, Does it matter? A, a little bit, but I think we all know what you mean. So our position on our farts actually funny seems to be, yes, they are intrinsically funny for all the reasons that we covered, but it is the context of the fart that determines whether or not it wears its welcome out.
0: Now, I have a decision to make at this point. Okay. Because I've worked one up. Oh gosh. And I'm like, if I just, of course I'm probably, by talking about it, I'm probably spoiled it. I didn't, well, I didn't work it up. I'm just, I find myself in a position where I could fart. I mean, so I think I've already made my choice because I think the, Mm-hmm. But the alternative would have been don't say anything link play it cool mm-hmm. and then at the very end as we're as we're ending this episode, I could just you know just punctuate my last sentence with a fart uh-huh. and get your get your honest reaction okay but it's I guess it's too late for that now that i've
1: well, i mean I don't know it depends on where you work it in. Well,
0: I'm not working it in right here because you you
1: expect it. Not, I can't be looking at you when it happens. <laughs> you know, it needs to be able to turn my head like Tommy G, and I need to be able to locate you and where it came from. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to do it. But um, well, Leslie Nielsen of Naked Gun fame and a lot of other things before that, who died in 2010, had uh, written as his epitaph, epitaph. 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 I don't know. Uh. Gravestone engraving letter rip, because he was so that his the fart joke was his thing, and he had like a fart machine that he had with him at all times. And there's actually a clip that we were watching earlier that I don't know if it was a, a, a real fart or if it was the fart machine, but he's just he's like being interviewed on Australian TV, um, and he. Just, let it rip. He just lets it rip in the middle. He's was talking subtle. about comedy, and he let and he and he pauses at this certain time, and just this fart noise comes, and the people don't know how to interact. And he just keep he moves right along. He was the gene. He was a genius uh, at doing that because he didn't know. You're getting into some.
0: He you didn't know if it was gonna uh,
1: epitaph, epitaph. Yeah, I know. Did I say that?
0: Yeah. Hmm, okay. You didn't know how they were gonna respond. So he wasn't making a joke, he was pulling a prank on them. And the joke would be how they respond. Right. And so But he but you know, he died like he lived. He let it rip. Yeah, if you so if you've got a fart Well, been, I don't know how he died. He I think he, he died, died of in, pneumonia. Oh.
1: Which is like not funny at all. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the least funny way to die. I don't know. Maybe it was a funny maybe it was a funny n- pneumonia.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm
1: sure he had a sense of humor in it. Wow. Um, what I'm ultimately saying is if you start talking about potentially laying a fart into your conversation, you, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect place to let it rip,
0: actually. Uh, yeah, so I mean,
1: I'm totally fine with just waiting it out and seeing what happens.
0: What What do you mean waiting it out? If I'm gonna fart right now?
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for like a gopher to come out of a hole.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm not gonna do it. I think I'm done with the whole thing. I'm moving on. No more fart humor for me, man. I think you've made the
1: right choice. It's not funny.
0: Wow, you're still here listening. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's continue this conversation uh, online. Yeah, can we talk more about farts on
1: Twitter? Because Hashtag Ear biscuits. I'm sure that many of you have strong, th- this is a polarizing issue. Some of you made a decision to quit listening a while ago and why I'm not even, why I'm even talking to you. Uh, those of you who are still listening probably either just gave us the benefit of the doubt or you actually think farts are funny too. Let's talk about it and uh, come to a collective conclusion. Are we right? Are we wrong? Let us, n- oh gosh.
0: There it was. <laughs> Two of them. Wasn't,
1: oh.
0: You have one too?
1: Yeah, the first time it was bigger, but you laughed in the middle of it. Oh gosh, see he's not funny anymore. It's over. It's ridiculous. We're coming for you Eddie Murphy.